Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! back with the last Marketing Money podcast of the year, Mr. Mabus. What yeah. do you think about that? Well, feels like we should have another one, but... Nah, this is it. Holidays. Is it Kenny Loggins, This Is It? Was that his? Was that one of his tunes? The or do no, that, song? no, that's not Kenny Loggins. That's, that, um, that's uh, Michael McDonald. Yeah, Michael McDonald. Let's say Michael Billy McDonald. Joel. But it's kind of a doo-wop. They're all the same people. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Joel's not, but no, anyway. Kind of. I mean, it's... It all, it all kind of flows together. But, got a lot uh, of snapping in it. So uh, what's been going on in your world as we kick off? Because, you know, the podcast system is you have a little banter, you talk a little serious, you banter some more, then you talk serious, then you end. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the flow. It's every uh, podcast. We have a, we Not have a, ours, we have a map. We have a tracker on It's everybody's. On it. Banter. Um, just got back from, um, from Waco, Texas. Great, great friend and client, Dan Ingham, listener of the podcast. Did you go see Baylor University? Yeah, I mean, we, we were over by Baylor. Yeah. Um, saw it, took the team over there. I will be seeing some of their fine players in the Sugar Bowl in a yeah. couple weeks as I go to watch the mighty Ole Miss Rebel Bears take on the I, I Baylor was, Bears. I, I thought it was going to be a little more ribbing, you know, like you went to Ole Miss and Baylor, but they were well, like the CEO's an AM guy. So, um, so he didn't care. He's from Brian. <laughs> it didn't make any difference yeah. to him. Man, we've got like a lot of Mississippi versus Tennessee, like um, the SWAC. Texas, uh, Tennessee. Um, they just. Mississippi beat a Texas team in the SWAC. They did. And so they're heading to Atlanta for some bowl game there they yeah. qualify for. But good for Deion Sanders and his uh, yeah, Coach Prime. His new team. But no, got back from that. I had a 7 o'clock flight this morning back. Real tired. Made it back. Made it back. Got to do the job. Work never hey, sleeps. Right here. Never rests. Just, just so everybody knows, so you can maybe, I don't know, appreciate whatever you want to do. Hold for sympathy moment. Yeah. Go um, five p.m. It's it's uh, five twenty right now. We're putting in the extra after work hours on the the podcast to bring you some um, ideas. I don't know what we're talking about today. John's got John said, you know what? You're traveling. You had a stressful day. I'm gonna let, I, I'm let me you up. let me bear the weight of this podcast. Okay. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about how Austin's airport. You normally arrive an hour early for domestic flights, and they told me that I should have gotten there four hours early. I made it on the, fu- on the flight. We had some people that didn't. You know what's frustrating for me today? Some of your frustration not making the flights. Some of your people uh, had to buy some gift cards, so stopped mm. in at one of the $17,000 generals there are in the country. Their card reader was broken. Speaking of a bank, you know, this is a bank podcast, their card reader was broken. I find it ironic that you're trying to buy a gift card at a place that cannot read a gift card yeah so you walk in and go hey i'm going to use this gift card to buy some gift cards or a card to buy some cards and it doesn't work and the manager poor lady as it was just looked at me like the card reader's broken and i'm like how do i buy something she's like you have cash i was like i don't carry cash she said i guess you're out of luck i said i guess you're the one that's out of luck because i'll drive to the next dollar general Mm -hmm. and buy what would have been under your cost center and you would have made the my 50 dollar purchase but guess what 
Didn't get to. Didn't make a big difference to her life, can't I don't do think. It. So coming out of um, COVID, which we are, I, th- I think I'm kind of reversing my opinion on it with these new variants of and whatnot. Uh, but the, the big thing was digital super adopted. Everybody's adopting digital. No one's going to. Branches are, you know, it's the same thing when the card, there'll be no more cash when we got cards. And then when mobile yeah. apps came out, there'll be no more branches and no more. And yeah. everyone's adopted. A lot of pendulum swinging. Yeah, it's not as strong. We, we've, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but we've just come off a survey of some of our customers. And I'll tell you, the prognosticators and the digital uh, wizards out there that hop on and say all this stuff at conferences no, 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 and no, podcasts. no, no. no. The people who sell digital stuff yeah, is what the, you're talking people, about. That have I, a vested interest. I, I think their vested interest is over vesting in their knowledge of um, what the reality is. Yeah, I found that not many people want to listen when we tell the truth of how it's actually going. The the chicken little and sky is falling. Well, was and we talked about the exciting. customer journey as the customers, and that's what yeah. I was backing up with this survey we did. And this was not some survey where we hired a company to find a number and call somebody. We and as my kids say, literally, we literally had people stand in the teller line and in the drive-thru line with Chick-fil-A drive-thru style with a survey in their hand. They didn't give it to the customer. The customer rolled down the window. We gave them a, a something for taking the survey, and they asked them questions and like went qualitative, like went deeper and kept saying, like, well, tell us why. Why don't you use the mobile app? Why? What's your fear of the mobile app? Do you know we have a mobile app? Like just like deep dive with hundreds of surveys on multiple branches in different areas so that we know that it's not just an outlier of one spot in a rural area or an outlier of this. And we got back some pretty good, what I would say, very real data, not some, well, we did an email survey. I mean, these were actual customers actually being interviewed in a real survey, not, again, Surveys are good, but they're only as good as the audience you survey. And a lot of times it's an email and someone doesn't care. They're kind of checked out or there's well, a phone well, I call. Saw, I saw one from a group I like, Morning Consult, and they've been very legit. Morning Consult is legit. No no, no problem with that. But my point but, but is. What I was going to say is that I just saw one speaking of like it said. They're not our customers. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no but it had, um, it was it was dubious, let's say you're right. It was um, 39% of the, the headline. It was a social post from, from Morning Consult. 39% of all voters believe that Donald Trump should run in 2024 versus 35% of all voters believe that Joe Biden should run again in 2024. And I, I guess you're supposed to extrapolate that Trump would be Biden in a rematch. But my point is, the way it was presented... That was 39% of all people surveyed, not of voters. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, well, political surveying is so weird because is it, is it likely voters or is yeah. it just people? Yeah. Because when you ask just people. may it, not even be registered it to vote. Even, well, it doesn't even. Are you registered che- but you haven't voted? Or they're just checked out on everything. Yeah. They're not even voting. Point being is the data we got back was really good or that we're getting back is really good because we're not totally finished yet. But I, and if you're listening to this, I, I, I highly suggest you do this with your customers is go out Get with the the dirty masses, you know, all the jokes you can say. The masses of people have the unwashed hands and all that. But go out and talk to them and survey them while they're waiting in line. Because then you're going to get a little bit of their emotion of, 
I don't like waiting in line. Mm-hmm. So they're going to give you the real versus like you just open an account and you survey them the next day. And I had a great experience with Brenda the teller. I had yeah, a great experience with John bus. the banker. Welcome to confirmation they opened, bus. they opened an account and everything was good and they took my check and they opened the account and they showed me how to use the app and they signed me up for e-statements. And you're like, well, yeah, of course. That's your very first experience. Probably pretty good. Survey someone who's been banking with you for 15 years and knows everything about your bank. They know the amount of money they can put in a mobile deposit. They know what they have to sign. They know who. They know the teller by name. They know the banks. I mean, the the employees. Like, find someone who. So go find two, three hundred of those and survey them while they're in your bank, not while they're at home and comfortable. And they're not thinking about. Or they've had their beverage in the evening. They got their feet up and they're getting on their laptop. And, warm glass of milk. Yeah, find them when they're raw in the bank. And they're going to tell you what's wrong and right. And that's when you're going to find out what your real customer journey is. And I promise you all you digital salespeople out there, which I love digital. Love it. Like it is. Yeah, I wish people would move to I it. I wish everyone would because I don't use cash at all. So can I share that there's but, a branch? But I'm going to tell you there's a there's a, a good number. I don't want to get into our own yeah, internal yeah. stuff. There's a good number that, tell you what, that digital stuff, it ain't for them. Yeah. And they'll tell you that. And a lot of them carry some good deposits. Yeah. Well, then we talk about. We talk about demographics as though they're not real. You know, we've talked about for like our, our um, aging populace and all that, and they're going to die out and all that. Yeah, but they are alive and they are account holders and they do have significant wealth. I mean, we're, you know, everybody's morbidly prognosticating, you know, when these people are going to die and we're going to have this huge wealth transfer. But let's just say right now, you guys serve them. As they're alive. I, I know. I, everyone wants to talk like, about this future thing. You can't. You can't jump to the future where those people are dead and serve the next level of people. Like, it's just silly. It's putting resources. You can plan for it. But no, I mean, it's funny when you ask somebody, you know, something like mobile check deposit and like, I don't need it. Well, it'd be more convenient. Not for me because I can go to the bank. I'm retired and I... Well, and a lot kind of, of enjoy getting say, out. A lot of folks say the the they've got an hour lunch break. They're going to go get a bite to eat, and they're going to go by the bank that day. And yeah. they didn't have anything else to do, and they'd rather not sit in the parking lot at their thing. And and I didn't want to wait a day. That, that's one thing is they don't want to wait a day because it takes a day to put. And I get that. That's a fair yeah. argument. And so there's like very beneficial to bank for to wait wait a day, but but, but, but it's customer centric. But some some would say you know I just I'd rather just go by the bank. Yeah. I mean, it's so like, I would rather just. And they don't have an answer. I mean, or a deeper, like, I, motivation I mean, that you could switch. I can get like, Uber, would you come if our if our app was better? Probably not. I can not. get Uber Eats to drop food off, or I might drive drive over and pick it up and bring it back. And it's this, I'm going to do the same thing, but, like, maybe I just need 10 minutes in my car just to clear my head. There's a lot of little one-off things, but, like, this, everyone's going to be using the app, and no one's going to be, go, like, I'm sorry. It's not like that. That's why Redbox still exists. Yeah. And and sort of the genesis, I think, for, for John was that, like, I mean, which he ch- challenged me, uh, you know, friend, friendly, friendly challenges. Why does Redbox exist? You've got Netflix. You've got Hulu. Oh, you've got, there's and we, 100. And if you remember from the podcast, if you're a regular listener, we researched it. And, well, where are Net, well, I, I'll bet Redbox is, oh, God, is, at every is concentrated in poor areas. Nope. No, it's not. <laughs> nope. They're concentrated with the population. A heat map of Redbox is a heat map of the U.S. Of, population, of population density, voter density, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and why? Because people like percentage. to do things the way they do things. Yeah. And and a certain this is what I've said, and we've we were we've been sold this bill of goods that there's a group of people out there who would bank with a digital only bank before they would bank with a physical bank that has a digital product. And I think that that audience probably does exist, but it's infinitesimally small. Like the person, they get up on the podium and they're like, they don't want interaction. They text, don't call. Yeah, but they do like being able to have. Wait until you have an issue. Yeah. Wait until you have an issue and it's chatbot and email back and no call. And you you have to tweet at them. Oh, uh, it's, it's airlines. Yeah. And I, like flying, really? I like my airlines. No, I'll tell you the worst one. I will tell you the worst one. I have no. I can unequivocally tell you the worst one. Rental car. Rental you, car is tough. If you try to call, I've got my rental car. Should at, it not be easy though? It should literally be my app. I walk up, check the car. Now and get the it. process is pretty easy, but the the thing that makes it difficult is every airport, every whatever has a different process. Like I got a text, your rental car is ready. It's in spot J seven. I got no more instruction there. A lot of times. I have to go to the fast break or the Emerald Club or the I'm a member of all the the you know the rental car clubs. This one happened to be budget. Your your car is in J07. Okay, well where is J07 first? Because I walked out onto the parking lot area and there were there was HKM of course no J and so I was like well the rental car desk is and I had to like meander through this airport to find it. That part is whatever. But I'm saying the like, I need to call the rental car place. The fit, are you open? Can you, uh, you know, are you going to stay the last flight? You cannot ever get a local person. No, you're caught. Well, and it's all that pass through call tree branching. Oh, whatever. you need to hang up and call the local franchise owner, the owner of the, and well, how do cannot, I get them? You cannot get it. You <laughs> no. cannot. I, I hear you. I had one that was supposed to be an airport pickup, but they miscoded it and sent me out to like some industrial rundown area that it was like more like a you rented like um, the box vans from them, like more like a U-Haul, but it was attached to one of the enterprise or budget. Anyway, they were closed by the time I got out there. It was a debacle, and like you, it was just the national line. But no, you want that physical location if you can get it, and there's. The fact that people are looking at, oh, that's just antiquated. It's a no. Long time ago, and I've I've mentioned on the podcast, re, um, I ran a focus group, and we um, interviewed millennials. That was the whole thing. Is a board member at a bank said, but if you talk to the millennials, yeah, good so, talk. Yeah, guess what? We had to go create an expense and go do it. And millennials invariably said they wanted, they preferred a bank that had a location, even though they hadn't been to a location, a, a branch. Well, there's a confidence in it. Yeah. And not only that, the majority of them is, I was in some too, when we did this way back when, had a banking relationship with their bank because their parents did. Yeah. And so all this... Still 70%. All this, I, and so, uh, to your point of the generation passing down, go after the ones that are there now. Because if they're going to pass it down to their kids and their kids Why are going to keep their relationship... I, I just don't get the, like end around pass up of the people that actually have the wealth well i mean why would build, you build a relationship with that family i'm killing them like they, mentally killing them it's, it's weird it's too, now and it's i'm not saying you got a plan for it and you got to know it's coming but um dance with the ones that brung you is um it's not a bad so what i moved with this article i read was pretty interesting because it's 
it's not to be hypocritical, but it but it's going to sound it, and I completely own that of what we just said about digital versus uh, branch traffic. But we're talking about surveying and what people have said, and I'm, uh, the advice here is get out and survey your own customers in a time when they're in the bank and they're in the heat of it, not just when they've opened an account or just when they've closed the account. Do it when they're waiting in line. You'll really get the feeling. But I was looking at uh, retail traffic reports over uh, the upcoming Christmas holiday and right now and what's been going on in it. Ryan Cotton, who's a Bain Capital of the uh, Mitt Romney fame, mm-hmm. but uh, he's with Bain Capital. He's their global head of consumer and retail, so he gets interviews like this all the time. Mm-hmm. He was in an article. He says, um, I love this quote where he says, uh, Traditional mall stands as one of the starkest examples of this phenomenon, the place we all couldn't wait to go in our teens. He's talking about Gen Xers, maybe Mm -hmm. high-end millennials in our teens, is now the place where we all work to avoid. Yeah. And I think it's true. You and I have talked about that. Like, I can't stand to go to the mall. I can't stand it. Did you go when you were a teen? I did. Like, did you? I did. No, when we were were 13, 14, 15... And, and up until you could have a car because it's a place you could go without parental supervision. Yeah. And there's not, a, that there's a movie theater, an arcade. It doesn't mean you got, you're up to anything bad. You just want to get out with your buddies and girlfriends, whatever, and walk around, yeah. maybe get something to eat and go see a movie or goof off. Yeah. Like, is it? And, and now, you know, the same people that grew up thinking the mall was the greatest social experience of shopping and interacting have, like, like, couldn't pay me to go to the mall. Well, there's nothing at the stores I want, but my kids, um, and they lagged for a long time, now want to go hang out at the mall. Is it it the people watching or the social? My kids seem to be very concerned with, and I think it was true of us, of like not thinking of something to do. Yeah. Like, it's just built in, like, I can just walk around, talk to my buddies, you know, well, and I think it's also getting away from, it's, it's getting away from adults, too. Yeah. I mean, you want your space. And I think in the adult mind, as a parent, you're like, well... We have a, we have a they're, lunch they're, break. They're in a place that seems to be somewhat mm-hmm. safe for the most part. I yeah. mean, you can come up with outliers. But, but the point is, this guy's talking about how the traditional mall stands as one of the starkest examples that where people used to love to go. And I guess you do grow out of it, but I still remember... My parents, I mean, they would go to the mall. Like, mm-hmm. I think people are generally, and talking about. Well, you do school shopping. Back to school shopping. You go, you, would the mall. Do, you go get a pair of basketball shoes for the season. You might go get a snack. And like, now it's like people don't go to malls like they used to. Now, they may, now you may say, well, John, you just said you surveyed your customers. I surveyed the mall customers. Well, the mall a, customer is going to be a 14 year old kid walking around. Well, and there's a big difference. The same person who likes going to the bank may hate going to the mall. Those dichotomies can't exist. I'd say they might be in the majority. Yeah, unless they're mall walkers. I think it points to a couple of things, though, John, to, handy, to, to like look into this is, one, the, it's a different process. Like going to the bank to transact is a, is a highly intimate, it's your money. When you go to the mall, generally you're going to buy, yes, you're using your money, but to buy something else that in almost every case is easier to get online digitally. Yeah. The banking intimate digital experience does not really exist. And, and shopping doesn't require an intimate experience. It doesn't. It can. It, it, I think it's good when it does if that's what yeah, you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I think so it's interesting this is this is now we have to account for covid here. So but you know, JC Penney and Belk saw foot traffic at their chains drop 28 and 20 roughly 2% respectively over the same period. This is from 2019 compared to now. Mm-hmm. Now, COVID is part of that. We get that. 
But if you told well, it's not part of it. It, it, is, it is it. It is. But if you told but me twenty eight percent of your traffic is dropped, that's a huge knock. And and then he goes on to say this is cotton. It's twenty eight percent down compared twenty twenty one is down twenty eight percent compared to twenty nineteen. So so there's a couple things about the study. And I and I'm looking at the at the numbers at the at the graph. One thing is twenty twenty was zero percent. So, so you have a yeah. They're going nineteen w- w- to twenty one. Yeah, so we're not counting twenty. No, no, it's in there. It's 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 the whole period. It's both periods. So they're doing a two period study here. Okay. So, but, oh, so nineteen to twenty, then twenty to twenty one. But my point is, when you average out that, you've got a a negative, a net negative in there. That so so twenty one could be as nearly as strong as like like um, in here because because John gave me the article. Saks Fifth Avenue's actually up. It's the, one of the only ones that's up in 2021 from 2019. Yeah, it's at, they're actually up, and I guess that's just the. I think you've got two things here. So, so J.C. Penney and Belk, how they compare to Saks, they're both generalists. They are department stores, but Saks is way more high end, and J.C. Penney's had some of its own issues. Yeah, they did. They did the everything's for sale when you walk in, back for sale. The one thing, and I've told you about this about going to some of these Coles, Belks, Pennies, kind of retailers where I'll be on a trip, and let's say, for instance, I traveled a couple weeks ago, I forgot my belt, so I was like, ah, first of all, I was mad at myself because I, I pride myself on kind of holding things together and being tight, mm-hmm. but I did. I forgot my belt, or the one I needed for a suit, and so I was like, well, there's a Coles near the Hilton or wherever I'm staying, I'm going to run over to it real quick. So I go in, and I, I get the belt, and I go up, and the lady's like, do you have a Coles? You know, they, they take that's the other Coles thing about, bucks. Well, that's the other thing about retail is it takes longer to check out at retail than it does on the app, and the app is frustrating when you yeah. can, like, you know, other than Amazon, we're already plugged in. But I walk up, I hand her the belt, and she goes through this whole, like, do you want to join some loyalty program? And, of course, as a marketer and someone who's dealt in those, I kind of like, I like the process of hearing it, but I don't want to sign up for it. Yeah. Can we get your email? Why do you need my email? Well... Because you're going to email me a bunch of marketing. No yeah. thanks. Loyalty program, no. I could save you 30% today if you sign up for a credit card. No thanks. And she goes, Ellen, she goes, do you have any coupons? I said, no. And she said, well, let me help you. Here's one that was in the paper day. And she pulls out the paper and flashes the barcode over the scanner, and it knocks 15% off my purchase. I'm very grateful that she did that, the the person wearing there. But, like, why? Yeah. I didn't ask for it. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. You just not, I, I don't know what it was, say it was five bucks or something. I, you know, nice, thank you. Yeah. But like, I didn't understand. It was almost like they were like, really had been trained to like, what can we do to benefit this customer But you right are talking now? about it today. I am talking about it because I thought it was weird. Just and kind of silly to From to, a business perspective. revenue. If I'm the manager, I'd be like, why are you doing that? He didn't ask for, and he's just trying to get in and get out. Now, again, thank you. Yeah. But like, it, it, it doesn't, I wasn't. I'm not loyal to the store I went to. Right. I was just needing something for a situation I was in. When I think a big comparison, you know, we talk about JCPenney and Belt and how it escapes like Saks Fifth Avenue is I think the, the and it doesn't have Kohl's on here that I can see. No, it does. Kohl's is down less, 12.6% compared to JCPenney, which is 30 and 20, basically. I think that people that are in that Coles, JCPenney, Belk decision set a good bit. Like consistently, not, consistently, not like they forgot something. Are comparatively, like, like for me, if I won't collect, like if, if, if that would have been me, I would look for a Target first because I know it's going to be cheap. 
I know it's going to be decent. It's a replacement. There wasn't a target. I didn't have a yeah, choice, but yeah. I'm with you. But, but, I would have gone there and I, said, hey, what can I replace something with Because I need? the clothes are, like if I wear a casual shirt, 99% of the time it's a target shirt. But excitingly, I got a really good belt. <laughs> like I was like, this is nice. Oh, yeah. So now I'm like excited about my belt that I wouldn't have had because I'd had the same old but belt. But are you going to go back to Coles and shop? No. I'm not. Coles has another. No, I'm not putting down Coles. If I have, if I have a necessity of it, I tend to buy everything I get off the internet. I know yeah. that sounds weird, but I'm like a walking meme of like all bird shoes, cricket shirts, like whatever you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna buy it. Tom James suits. I mean, they have my sizes. I look it up. I see what I want. I call in. They order. Yeah. They, they ship me some suits if I need them. I'm a retailer's. Uh, I'm a physical retailer's worst nightmare. Yeah. Well, you don't enjoy shopping. And I don't enjoy shopping. Yeah, I have better I, things to do with my time. But some people do. Like, my wife loves shopping. But, but She'll go shop all day. I think there's some other trends that, that has a correlation of some numbers we've talked about that, like, sporting events numbers are down generally. Like, NBA's down, MLB's down, NFL's down, I think. And I think that through the pandemic is, other than just shop, other than having extra money that the government created that caused, is, is causing incredible inflation is... We're just kind of, I think we're less flippant than we used to be. Like, we're much more concerned with our time. And we also probably found some ways to do things. I, I would bet cricket shirts and all that sold more during the pandemic because you're at home, you had the, you know, you're hooked into your device and like, screw it, I can't get out anyway. I need some more shirts. Let me try it. Not, that's not your case, but for some other people too. So, But it's, it's, it gets back to what we talked about, the customer journey, the fall of retail or the, the, slide of retail i think it's good i think we're gonna see in retail what we what we see in banking is consolidation yeah it, it's gonna have a to. coles belk and jc penny cannot all, all three exist there's not enough traffic they're too much alike yeah and it's the same brands if you go in there it's a polo section a tommy hilfiger section and I hate to a say wrangler it. section an adidas and nike casual wear section i mean belk, dockers it's the same stuff belk is quasi regional or at least it was i think it's finally expanded but like coles I think does a generally better job, but it doesn't. It does not feel. But it's it's kind of like talking about banking. Like this bank does a better job of an experience. It's still four checking accounts, yeah. savings account, and some loans. I, and but I'm just saying, the, the ones that are gonna they're gonna live. I mean, JCPenney just has has had perennial leadership problems. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's more of a board like search committee kind of thing. I'm surprised to see Macy's on that in the nearly 20% dip, too. Well, remember, because, they closed a ton of stores. But, but Macy's is like a Macy's, but they're also somewhat regional. Yeah. Um, they do have a nice parade on Thanksgiving Day. I haven't heard. Tell me. And I don't like parades either. So. I'm not a big parade fan. So short story about parades. I was uh, helping a friend run for Congress one time, and he had like eight parades and needed people to walk in them, and they were handing out like slicks and stuff. And so... I got a uh, volunteer chosen to walk in these parades, and it has scarred me ever since. Because I'm just, I just marching in a parade and handing stuff to people when you're not like part of a theme. People don't typically like politicians very much. As, as I mean, they yeah. just don't. And so when you're handing out something for one in their like local parade where they want to see like the Boy Scouts yeah. and whatever local dance troupe and the band, high school band, and you're sitting here like, vote for my guy, vote for my girl. Or it's whatever. just not a good environment. No, and people are giving you evil looks because half of them don't like you because yeah. they're with one party or the yeah. other. It just kind of stained me on parades for the rest of my life. So I cannot remember who this was. and I, It's somebody I know that's tangential to my friend group. There's a little town near us called Rienzi. And, I mean, it's probably like 400 people. And I think this was a screen cap from a text group. It was not like in a friend group. 
said that, hey, we're going to be late for dinner tonight. My husband had to run a delivery something in this van, in their company van, to Ryanzi. And when he pulled into town, he was unwittingly in their Christmas parade. I so, read that. I saw that. He It was a... Um, it was like FedEx, like Hot Shot or something. No, he was going to like fix like like their internet service it, or oh, something. Oh no, no, it was it was. I it, saw that's that. What it was. I read about and that. And it is. And um, man, I know who. It, I, I wouldn't say it on the thing because yeah, they were going up there to fix to, to, to fix internet, and um, the guy was unwittingly and yeah, just pulled out like on the street and was like, "Well, I've got to go to this main street address to fix this business's internet or something," and just had to pull into the parade. It was like, I guess I'm in the parade. <laughs> <laughs> and has the logos for their yeah. business on their truck. So it just so, looks like so they sponsored it. Looks like they just sponsored it, and he's just driving like I. Then he's like trying to get off the road in the parade. I read that. And la- I did the same things. Yeah, I laughed so hard, and I know who posted that too. Now that would happen to me. It 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 could happen. Uh-huh. It could happen. But so so I wanted to kind of close out the strategy of what you're thinking about next year. And this is kind of weird to say this, but I'm repeating now. But Cotton from Bank Capital says here the Holy Grail in retail investing. Because he's obviously with a hedge fund. Yeah. The holy grail in retail investing is the retailer with positive foot traffic. And so that's my question is for banks out there working on their strategy for next year, is the positive for you, for you, is it foot traffic or is it the customer deposit levels of efficiency, you know, less customers, more deposits? Is it community banking where it's more people you have the more you serve in your community and i think that's what banks struggle with especially for marketers is is who do you want to be and you know do you want to be a retail bank and if so foot traffic and i'll add this in there app traffic is probably one of your holy grails of like what is but then you've got to tie it into the deposits you want unless you're just we're community based we're going to bank you if you have a dollar if we have a million dollars you're getting the same service which everyone wants to say well that. i would add, i would add a thing i would add one qualifier in there New foot traffic, new client foot traffic, and foot traffic, app I, traffic. Do you count app traffic too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what I've said over and over, and I don't, I, I, I don't know this. I don't know that existing customers coming into the bank or transacting more in the app, either one, do much for you. I would actually like to know if, if, and this is just interrupting, but if Macy's, Coles, JSP, and Belk, what's their app? experience yeah, well, yeah. i've never downloaded the app look, of any look, of them they may be in the catbird seat just saying like dude yeah our foot traffic's down 20 percent. our staffing's down 20 percent. our orders are up 80 percent yeah, online because people are online ordering or they're selling through amazon and you yeah. don't even know it or something i don't know where i was going to go back to that is net new advertising new relationships and you said earlier with deposits versus you know what's the metric and right now what i'm worried banks are going to do banks generally have the same story right now we're flush with deposits because we're holding all this ppp money and we need to lend it out which is absolutely yield is what we should be going towards but i'm hearing too many people talk about lending when people might not want to borrow money we just did a, a a campaign So then what's your bank doing for you well it's you do what the client wants and get the relationship and that's what we absolutely need to plan towards where we need to go if we need loans, we need to, if our budget's limited, we need to somewhat target down groups of people who will probably borrow money and, and create net new loans. But if somebody comes in, um, I got an email from a client that said um, a guy sold a house and didn't need to reinvest it, need to park the money in a bank account, more than a million dollars. Makes sense. And said, hey, I didn't know you'd left XYZ Bank. I saw the email. I've got the screen cap of it. 
until I saw you on that commercial, and I was like, I know, Billy. I'm just going to bring it to your bank. And so just because of a commercial, and so we had this sort of discussion with the client of was that good or bad? Yeah, and not. Re- I mean, no one obviously saw any bad, but they're like, are are the ads just? Are they attracting yeah, the don't, right? Don't 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 use that as your reason to put an ad on TV. Right. Like no. it, like it was it was that a, is lightning. Yeah, it is lightning. But the point is, is what are you going to do after that? You captured the lightning in the bottle. Do you have onboarding? Do you have cross sale? I mean, the onboarding campaign that we we didn't physically we built the the methodology, but a staff member, Emily, is wonderful, um, built it out within Pardot. But we're seeing ridiculous results. But you, my point is, is, is a relationship at all costs. Yeah. And, when, and so the last podcast or the one before when it's let the customer journey be the customer journey, if you advertise, again, lean into what you need. Lean into lending. But don't turn off 200 new relationships because you over-advertise a thing and they don't think that you want their deposits. Well, I guess I'm going to go down the street. They're not doing that right now. They don't want that right now. And because, look, creating a loan where somebody doesn't have a need for one is more difficult than being a bank for someone who might need, who might want to switch. Yeah, agree. So the moral to this podcast today is know your strategy or at least have one. Who do you want to be your customer? Is retail important to you or is it moving to more digital? Now, the efficiency says more digital. Does the customer say more digital? And I think that's where you're going to come into what type of internal internal research have you done that's good enough to make those pivots if you need to? Because it may be that you don't need a PFM or you don't need some new digital, what's the next thing that someone's selling you today? Or you may find that you absolutely do need it and you haven't adopted certain digital tactics and digital products to sell uh, or provide to your customers that they want and you're getting beat by the big banks that have that. And a lot of that may have to do with location, population density, demographic study. So we're not giving you any uh, lead because your bank is what you are. Uh, but I think we're trying to give you a little food for thought to be cliche-ish here. Uh, as you go into New Year, planning what you're going to do is, is what's your strategy? Who do you want to bank? How are you going to bank them? And what are you going to do to attract them to your your company when it may be that you need to hire more tellers instead of have a better app. It may be. I mean, it may be. And, and and I'm not saying that's us, yes or no, but it may be that more boots on the ground is going to be better for you than it is going to be to have the latest and greatest app because you're located in a... But it just doesn't sound as cool. And it's not as efficient. But is it but is efficient effective. to have a bunch more customers that are happy and giving you business than it is to have ones that aren't? So, well, and again, is it effective? Yeah. So... With that being said, maybe it's something to chew on. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And anything else you celebrate, celebrate it. Anything else you got to add? Nope. All right. Well, we'll talk to you on the flip side, 2022. Later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.